The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. The EP Podcast, right here for you. 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area, belly and up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. That's Hannah. We got a lot ahead for you today. We are barreling towards the big Memorial Day weekend, the official opening of summer. A lot of high school kids taking their final exams. A lot of college kids have moved back into mom and dad's basement. Then you got kids like my seven-year-old who are miserable because they're going to be in school for another couple weeks. We're going to meet the new guy behind all the events going on with the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce. We have a local author that wrote a coming-of-age book for young girls. And I'm going to rip a story from the headlines that tells you just how tough it is to be a criminal in Evergreen Park. This episode and every episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one right here in the community, and they've got you covered. Not only have they canceled overdraft fees, not only do they have a savings account with 4% interest on it and an 11-month CD with 5.35% on there, but the thing I love, you use an ATM anywhere. If they charge a fee to you, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park pays it back into your account, making it free. I went to go visit a friend this weekend. I'm driving down Harlem Avenue all the way to Brookfield. There's like two banks between 95th Street and way up where he's at. It would have been a problem if I was looking for a specific bank, but with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, I could pick any bank I want. And that's good because you need cash when you're hanging out with friends. Otherwise, it's like 12 credit cards thrown in the middle of the table and you just kind of look at the waitress and say you're sorry. Don't be that guy. They're at 95th and Pulaski. Maybe it's time for you to stop in there. Rebecca Gardner joins us on the line. How are you, Rebecca? Hello, I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. I always worry that when I reach out and say, do you want to be on a podcast? Somebody's going to be like, a what? No way. <laughs> so you are, uh, you're, you're a former D124 teacher, am I saying? I want to make sure, what school did you teach at? Yes, I taught at Central at the middle school for six years. Okay, so Central Middle School. When was the last time you were there? You mind giving me like the last year that you were over there? Uh, 2017. 2017. All right, so you're over at Central Middle School. You're dealing with preteens, turning into teenagers. It's probably a confusing time. I know it was a confusing time for me. And you must have seen enough that you were like, I'm going to write a book that's more of a coming of age book, because that's what this looks like it is. At least that's what I'm guessing it is. Why won't my boobs grow? <laughs> I dot, love dot, the dot, title. And other annoyances. I love that's it. your book. Tell me what this book's about. Yes. I mean, you're spot on. It's a coming of age novel. Um, so it's about a 14 year old girl named Emma and it's written diary style. So it's really stream of consciousness, like Emma's experiences as um, an eighth grader. So she's 14. So she's dealing with things like boys and um, kissing and zits and friends and just all of those very normal um, teenager things that when you are a teenager, feel like they're the end of the world. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Is it something you draw on from yourself? Is it something from, from the kids? Because I know that I, like my daughter was just telling me that one of her teachers 
is actually getting emotional this week because it's the last week with the kids and she really enjoyed <laughs> that class. Yeah. So you do get attached, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's in the inspiration came from from both places, from my own life, and then also, uh, you know, from my experiences as a middle school teacher. I will say what was really helpful about being a middle school teacher was like updating, you know, for social media and the the way things have changed since I was a teenager in you know the early two thousands. So you have to kind of you have to kind of like modernize it, I guess. A little, yeah. I, I always bet. assume it's the same as what it was like when I when I was there. I mean, let's be honest. Like I look at my kids and I'm like, you know what you should do, and they're like, Dad, that's not how it works anymore. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty smart, and you should just listen to me. But <laughs> but you're right. You probably have you probably have to you probably have to add it on to what the kids are doing. I say usually like the perfect age range for the book is anywhere from like 11 to 15. It seems like it's really good, uh, like timing too, because I've never read, Hey God, it's me, Margaret, but it seems like you're on the same wavelength with what something that's about to blow up. Like these are, these are two things. You got that movie coming out. You have your book. Number one, when people compare me to Judy Bloom or to, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. It's just like, I don't, I don't have words. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. (laughs) It's very, very cool. Uh, It is. It's so flattering. Um, And secondly, I mean, the timing really is just, like, perfect because this is, I'm actually, I'm going to see the movie this weekend. I'm very excited. Um, So I'm super excited. I actually had taken some time off, too, from doing book work and I'm working on a sequel, but I just had a baby in January. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. So I just really started getting back into my book work. And so it really just like is chef's kiss timing. Talk about like from when you were in high school to what the kids are going through now. Like Chris was saying, like, have things really changed? Or are you thinking in your head, like, same kids, it just has technology? Like, yes, that's that's really what it is. The themes are the same. You know, the friendship, the first loves, the crushes, the bullies, like that that all hasn't changed. It's like the integration of technology, of social media really is like the the thing. Um so kind of interweaving that and you know just the daily habits of having a cell phone and texting your friends and things like that that I didn't do, you know. Right. Um but yeah, like the the meat of it though is exactly the same. Those those same issues, those same themes are universal. Just like the the themes are from Judy Bloom's books that were written, you know, in the seventies are still relevant today, you know? So Rebecca, how do people get your book? Um, anywhere books are sold, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Barnes and Noble. Um, I always love to tout um, bookshop.org, which is an online retailer that supports local independent bookstores. Um, I'm also working with bookies um, on Western, and hopefully it'll be carried there this summer. Um, and then I also, you know, sell them directly. So anyone can send me a DM on Instagram, and I will sign a copy and send it directly to you. That's great. Before we let you go, what would be your advice to somebody who wants to be an author? We've had a few authors on recently, okay, that are, we had an Oak Lawn author in here. We've had an Evergreen Park author in here. We've, we've had a, there's a few locally here. We keep finding more and more people that are writing books right here in this little area here. And I always try to ask them the same question, like, how do you get started? Because it's interesting that everybody's got a little bit of a different 
way of looking at it, yeah. like self-publish or go get a publisher or, you know, just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall or, or whatever. Um, well, my initial like gut reaction to your question was just going to be do it, write it, um, tell your story. That's that's the most important thing, because a lot of times um, when I was going through the publishing process, only two percent of people who start writing a book finish it. So, you know, make like if you if you want to do it, do it. Um, as far as the publishing goes, um, I did it's hybrid publishing. Um, and I think that is awesome because the publisher helps you with everything, like all the nitty gritty stuff. But you own all the rights to your book at the end of the day, um, which I think is really cool. That's neat. Thank you very much, Rebecca. You can check out Rebecca. Uh, Her website is RebeccaGardnerAuthor.com. And uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much for having me. Frank Murray, who runs the Evergreen Park Public Library, was down here on the last episode. If you missed it, remember, it's on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com, right where you found this show. He talked about a bunch of stuff going on over the next month or so over at the library. Do not forget about the summer reading kickoff party. I've got the full list of stuff now from Frank going on at this party. It's happening June 10th. It's a Saturday. Circle it on the calendar. 1.30 till 3.30 in the afternoon in the Evergreen Park Library parking lot, 9400 South Troy. They have a full petting zoo. They've got the fire department out there with the fire trucks and the gear for the kids to check out. They got a balloon toss. They're doing a silent rave. We talked about that on the show. That sounds awesome. Rainbow Cone's going to be out there while supplies last. Rolling Video Game Chicago is bringing a full video game truck for the kids. And while you're at this party kicking off summer reading, sign up the whole family, you as well, parents, for the summer reading challenge. Log your minutes earn prizes. That's a fun thing to do with the kids. We're definitely going to do it over here. And the party is a must-do. June 10th, again, circle it, 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., 9400 South Troy at the EP Public Library. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, I have uh, a guy who's, I don't know if you're new to Evergreen or if you're an Evergreen person, but you are new to a position in the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce. Tom Elliott is here. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great. Thanks, Chris. Are you an Evergreen Park person? I just moved to Evergreen uh, just under two years ago now. Oh, cool. And I love it. Originally from Texas, uh, moved to Chicago in 2013 and primarily lived on the north side uh, all the way up in Rogers Park before I moved here. So I Literally went from one end to the complete opposite, and uh, I love I love this community. It's you know I got I got space to stretch out. My neighbors are great. It's just a it's a great community. I love being here. That's cool. What part of Texas? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Yep. All right. New Dallas area. I, I got a buddy who lives out there now who uh, um, came from Long Island originally, out in New York, and so I hear him talk about Dallas, and he's like. I just assumed it was always warm, but like in the winter, they have these like, it just freezes and they don't know how to react. He says, it's really funny. It's like, it's like it happens every year, but they act like it's the first time it's ever happened. Is that true? It, it does happen. I I made the mistake, you know, when they had that big snowstorm a couple of years ago, when the whole state shut down, I I made the mistake of 
commenting on social media like you know oh you texan you know now that i'm i've right. been in chicago now for you're a talking few tough. years you're like yeah. I, I live in an area right. where it snows in may what is wrong with you exactly learn how oh, to drive i would have gotten chased out of town it, it was the people's reactions uh were were very stark but it was a learning lesson because i was reminded that texas just doesn't have the infrastructure that chicago does to to handle severe cold weather yeah, and that's well, that's what happened it's a lot of, it's it's a lot of open space yeah you know and new now, construction for yeah. houses and you know, yeah. it's just not the same as these old sturdy 50 year old houses you're going to be now working for the chamber kelly maroney's been on the show a bunch of times before you've taken over that spot member services coordinator so uh i think you hit the ground running as you walked in because the uh the chamber directory was being put together i haven't gotten it yet in my mailbox but i'm sure it's it's it showing is, up soon and, it is on the way to the printer as we speak and then after that now you have something planned here towards the end of the the month you're doing some sort of olympics tell me a little bit about this that's right yeah this thursday may 25th uh from four 4 to 8 p.m. is our Evergreen Park Chamber Olympics. It's at the the Evergreen Park Community High School Sports Complex on 91st Street, 2700 West 91st. So you're, you're actually playing sports. Oh, yeah. See, because a lot of times I hear a chamber event and I'm like, well, they call it this. This but is it's the really first not one. that. This one, you're actually people are competing. Is it is it businesses competing against each other? Like is is Porter Cullens taking on the American Legion in feats of strength, or how does this work? <laughs> it's not quite competitive in that sense yet. This is our first year doing it, so who knows what future years uh, will entail? But the idea is to welcome the community into the sports complex. A lot of people have not seen it in a lot in many years. They've renovated it. There's a beautiful new turf. Um, it's just a great facility. And the Evergreen Park High School has been such a great community partner. We love supporting them. So it's really an opportunity to, to come out, see the complex, meet uh, roughly a dozen more, more uh, over a dozen chamber businesses. Um, and a lot of them are in the fitness and wellness space. So that's kind of why we're, we're calling it the Chamber Olympics, plus People have an opportunity to play open play games like volleyball, basketball. Oh, so the businesses ball. aren't aren't facing each other. This is for anybody no. in the community comes and then the businesses are there. Correct. Okay. And so once somebody walks in and registers, they'll be given a scorecard. That's what I'm using air quotes, a scorecard. It's really just a list of all the chamber businesses that are participating. And the idea is that they go around, get their name checked off of the scorecard, return that in at the end of the night, and those people will be entered into a raffle. Uh, and all of the raffle items are being donated by the businesses that are participating. So gift cards to core fitness and physical therapy or uh, taking some, some uh, you know, a month-long membership for the Academy of uh, Self-Defense here on 95th Street. My daughter, like my daughter takes uh, kickboxing over there. Oh, yeah? And jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, we're all afraid of her at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mess around over there. No, yeah. we're all very afraid of her. She came home, she's like, I roundhouse kicked somebody in the face today. And I'm like, oh man, nobody mess with your sister. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Can you go sit over there? Yeah. Don't make direct eye contact with her. She's a killing machine. But I mean, I like this idea because I know that that's one of the things that you're trying to figure out. I mean, when you're, when you have a chamber of commerce, the idea is how do you promote local business? I mean, we do that here at the EP podcast. You know, we promote a lot of stuff that goes on do a great job. in Evergreen Park. I appreciate that. Uh, and one of the tricks is always like, how do you get people to interact with a business that they may never have met before? And this is cool because you basically are having a sporting event for the entire area. So anybody can go and hang out and, and try out all the stuff inside the complex. That's right. But then they win 
if they just take the time to go by the tables and see what they have to offer at these different places, and they're probably giving stuff away, and there's like, you know, there's some perks to even walking by the tables, but then you get a little bit of motivation there, and then they're giving away something to the folks that are winning the raffle. Good idea. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. It's It's been a lot of fun. The the uh, the local businesses have been very supportive, um, and, and I expect that there's going to be uh, a good turnout at this event. I mean, it's free. Uh, it's welcome for all ages. So, you know, if you don't got anything going on on a Thursday night, bring your family out. Uh, Durbin's is going to have pizza there. We're going to have, you know, water and snacks for people. So it's going to be a good time. That's awesome. You know, I, I just went to the Evergreen Park Farmer's Market and we featured a little video tour of it on the last live episode of the EP podcast on YouTube and people can go back and they can they can watch that if they want to because it's not included in this show. But we did comment when we were doing it on the last live show that you don't see a lot of food vendors out there locally. And I compared it to, I was just at the Palos Farmer's Market Mm -hmm. and Palos Heights covering that for Southside Pod. And there's all kinds of local restaurants that are like in there. Oh. And they're they're really involved and they they show up the once a week and they just have their their food truck or their table or whatever like that. But they're active in that. And it, it makes it just a little bit bigger with a little bit more at their farmer's market. And I've also noticed that you don't see a lot of the restaurants and bars heavily involved with the Chamber of Commerce. And, and so, like, I would imagine that's something that you're like, I have to I have to concentrate on that because, you know, I mean, that's. That, that's an untapped resource, I would think, at this point. Oh, totally. And that's, you know, one of the challenges is that business owners are busy, especially in the bar and restaurant uh, industry. You know, they're, they've got unconventional hours, right? The busiest times are dinner and, and, you know, at night. And it is, it's a challenge getting a hold of people. And, and you know, my theory is that when we provide good services, such as this Chamber of uh, Olympics event, where we're giving businesses exposure, uh, just last month we did a back-to-business grant information session. The, the state of Illinois was offering these these rather large grants to to businesses that were impacted by the pandemic. And so my theory is that the more that we're out there providing services and resources to our local businesses, the more organically they're going to come back or come to us for the first time and say, this is something I got to be a part of. And we're also showing value not only to the businesses, but to the community as well, because, you know, all of these businesses, especially the ones that are involved with the chamber, are really directly impacting our local community, whether that's supporting the high school or the, the elementary schools or even the nonprofits in the area. I mean, the the business community, in my opinion, is is vital to the health of any community. And in a past life, I worked on, on political campaigns and I had the fortune of traveling across the state and I've seen with my own eyes, what happens when uh, businesses dry up in a community? The the community goes with the businesses, and yeah. and that's it's it, crime and business. That's what I always hear from the village officials that come on this show. As long as we can we can protect the citizens, you got enough police, and there's and you and you keep crime down, and that there's viable businesses, and and not just big box stores, but the mom and pops. Exactly. That's what keeps things going, and that's what keeps a community alive and growing. And that that's a it's a huge thing to have. To, to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're here to help. And, and our, our, uh, our slogan is keeping the green and evergreen since 1947. And that's really what it's all about. It's just fostering commerce and community here in Evergreen Park. 
Um, and coming up with some new and exciting ways to do that, like this Chamber of Olympics event this week. That's awesome. Got anything else coming up? Or are you still like you still getting used to things, getting your feet wet? Got to figure it out. Oh no, we uh, I I uh, we're already planning the the um, the golf outing, which is our major event this year. It's uh, August fifth. I go out there and play badly, <laughs> but I but you know what? Actually, I like that golf outing because it's best ball. And it is. I, I just am, learned that. I am a master at the three and the four iron. <laughs> yeah. And all I need to do is just get in the middle of the fairway and they take every shot. I, I they don't take my tee shot and, uh, and they and they generally don't take my my short game, my putt. Yeah. But right down the middle, man, I am. I, I, for, so I, I swing it like Happy Gilmore and it works. It's crazy. <laughs> I love that movie. So like I'm the guy <laughs> that they want, like for that middle of the middle of the fairway type shot. Like I, I'm your guy. I got that one good skill. So that's why I like it, because I come out of it feeling good about myself. Anyone can play and yeah. anyone can win. And, uh, you know, I'm not a golfer. I'd love to to learn. Uh, so I, I walked out of a meeting recently thinking maybe I should try my hand at this, uh, at this Evergreen Park golf outing, uh, probably will be, be busy working, but it'd be fun. And, and yeah, everybody, everybody walks away a winner. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So you got that coming up. They had a scavenger hunt last year. Did you hear about that? I I'm curious what you thought about hunt. that. I think I, it's a good idea. It was interesting. It was weird. Like we kind of covered it. Uh-huh. Like I ran around. We were kind of a part of it. And we gave a clue away. Like they had to, like we actually released on our feed, like one of the clues that kind of unlocked it midway through the scavenger hunt. And that was fun. But I kind of, I kind of went out to go watch it. And it was a thing. Like you knew like they would be coming around the corner at around a certain time. And then you see these cars like flying down 95th street. And I was like, this is fun. I'm waiting for a disaster to occur. Right. Like I'm waiting for like just tragedy struck while somebody was trying to get the clue number uh-huh. six. But I mean, it was an interesting thing to watch. Like you could sell tickets to the finish line on this thing. And I think it'd be fun for people to just come out and like watch. Yeah. What, what was it during the summer? It was during the summer. Okay. And it was like during, like, I want to say on a Saturday. And it was like, I knew where the ending was. And so I went and like, like camped out like a block and a half away with like binoculars and to watch people get like to the end and then be scrambling around trying to figure out where the prize was. And it was a good prize. I can't remember uh, what they gave away, but they gave away something big for that. Yeah. And, and like, what, I think the guy who won was a cop. Oh, like, because he knew everything so well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he got there and he had to investigate the scene, he was like, I know exactly. Uh, yeah. Like he like he was like well, he was like a crime scene investigator yeah, out there. He found the clue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, Tom, uh, whatever you guys come up with, uh, I I can't wait to hear all about it. You always got the EP podcast here for thank support, you. and uh, I I appreciate you stopping by. It's nice to meet you. You too. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, you know, I'm an open book. I I would love hearing from from businesses and community members about ideas of how we can improve our services. Um, and, and make this uh, Evergreen Park a, a vibrant, or continue to make Evergreen Park a vibrant community. So feel free to reach out to the chamber anytime if you, uh, if you have any ideas of something we could be doing. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. I wanted to read this story 
Okay. That I read in the Evergreen Park patch. Okay. This week, because it's it's crazy. And it really tells you a lot about the difference between Evergreen Park and Gotham City. And, oh. and I, that's what I've been referring to Chicago as lately. Okay. I drove, I had to go out the other day and I had to divert where I was heading to and drive through like some side streets in Oak Lawn because of this poor Chicago police officer that was murdered. Oh, and yeah. Blake Her Lamb's over there yesterday. and they had 111 shut down yeah. and there's like five helicopters up. And I totally understand it. But as I'm driving around, listening to the helicopters with the windows down, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a Batman movie. Yeah. And the problem is that it happens way too often. It and, does. and Chicago is uh, just not the place that I remember it being 20 years ago when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Like, uh, you know, I used to get to drive around when I was a teenager and I at least knew where I could go. My kids look at me and say they want to go into Chicago. I laugh at them. Yeah. 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 That's really funny. You're staying here. Like that's I, I never thought I would be that way, but that's how I feel. Well, this is how it is now. You have to be like that. So you got three Chicago men driving a stolen Hyundai Elantra the other day. And this is a story in the patch. And they drive in Evergreen Park. And when they cross Western at 95th Street, the thing that we've talked about so many times on the show before, and we've had village officials in here that have talked about it. Mayor Kelly Burke has talked about it on the EP podcast. Uh, I, I want to say that Mark Marzullo has talked about it on the yep. EP podcast. The cameras and the scanners that immediately scan the license plates. And it hits on a stolen vehicle that these three morons had, had ripped off in Blue Island. So they're from Chicago, went to Blue Island, stole a car, drove it around probably for a few days. I don't know the exactness of that. And then they decide they're going to drive their car with the stripped down steering wheel into Evergreen Park. Big mistake. And this is why I love what's going on in EP right now. This is why I love the cameras. This is why I love the way that they set up. This is why I love whenever they sit there and they tell me, we're going to make sure that we have enough police in the right areas because we're going to keep people in Evergreen safe, no matter what's going on in Gotham City next door. The moment these guys pull in reading this article, they go to the Walmart because they're, who knows? They got to go to the Walmart. They got to get something. It's always the Walmart. They're, bo- they're bored. <laughs> they're bored. It's the jewel. It's the Walmart. The jewel so of the Walmart. They, they, they pull into the, the parking lot there. The, the thing is, with the readers and the cameras that the village has, they're able to identify. They know it's stolen. Good. And they see them getting out of the car. Good. And they got squad cars nearby. And they converge very quickly. Into Walmart. This is like a lesson to all crooks. Stay out of Evergreen Park. Just, just don't even, don't even no, think don't about even it. Don't even come in here because that's the thing. They don't do it. They probably drove that stolen car around all over the South Side. And the moment they touched Evergreen, like they're like, hey, we got to go to the Walmart. Yeah. And they're like, there's a Walmart over there. Somebody should have noticed they were crossing into EP because EP is not messing around. Yeah. They cross the street. The license plate reader reads the license plate, notifies the police that the thing is stolen. They got cameras up all over the place. The squad cars pull in and these guys see the cops show up in the Walmart. This is a, this is the, yeah. right out of the patch. You can read this. Okay. They pull into the Walmart parking lot. These guys see them and they start running. So now we have a foot chase. Through the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. With EPPD and these guys. They're shedding their guns everywhere. There was a gun found oh, under a car. They're trying to disarm as they're running. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, they, they're armed car thieves. Allegedly. I have to say that. Okay. Allegedly. 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 They allegedly were in a car with an allegedly stripped allegedly. steering wheel carrying alleged guns running from the police allegedly through the, the Walmart. Did I cover allegedly. myself enough? Okay. So they're they're running from the police and the police are chasing them. And they see this person, this guy sitting in a car waiting for somebody to come out. And he's got his baby in the back seat. 
Okay. And it sounds like the way I'm reading the article written by Lorraine Swanson, who's been on the show before, he's in the passenger seat. Okay. And they dive into the driver's seat <gasps> and they're trying to move the baby. They knock the baby over in the seat. The dad starts struggling or whoever the male that's inside the car starts struggling, right? Oh, and no. the police are on him in like a second. And then that's it. It's over. Lights out. Evergreen Park police identified a thief, caught them, got three guns from what I'm reading off the street, and prevented a carjacking with a baby in a car because they were on the spot like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, as much as I get upset about what I see going on in Chicago, you walk into Evergreen, it's like the Matrix for crying out yeah. loud. The computers, the computers grab you immediately, and then they converge upon you with all the powers that they have. That's exactly how that system should work. It's so impressive to me. Yeah. That that's how this, that you could say in theory that a system's going to work. It's going to catch these people because it's going to read these license plates. And then the police are going to go, go get you. And when I was a 911 dispatcher, they have plates on, they have readers on the front of a lot of the county sheriff's police cars. Okay. So they're driving in traffic and they'll get a hit. And then they'll get a thing that pops up on their screen. And now they go look for the car and it's described in it because they're like, I, I think I just passed one like that, right? Sometimes they get them, sometimes they don't. They, you know, when they, it used to be people had those low jacks, right? Now when a low jack goes off, by the time that the dispatchers are able to look up the low jack number, that pops up on the LoJack reader. The car is three miles away. Yeah. It's useless. This system, though, catches them right away, Hannah. I mean, these guys, they were right on them. And I just wanted to say bravo to the Evergreen Park Police Department. They're amazing. I thought they that really was, are. I thought that was awesome when I read that. That's amazing. I really did. I was like, I was like, that is exactly how that thing is supposed to work, yeah. that entire system. And, and, it it, and it worked out perfectly. And it worked. So you can read the entire uh, uh, article on on the patch. And uh, it's, it's titled... Plate reader nabs three gunmen, baby knocked to the floor in getaway bed. That's a, that's a solid that's story. Terrible. It's a solid story. The baby <sighs> seems to be fine. That's these good. Guys, these guys are going to back to Bridgeview Court on June 8th. I hope they throw the book at them. Okay. Do it. They probably won't. Do it. Because this is the way that things work around here. But they should. It's Cook County. Yeah, you know, they're just they're just they're just disillusioned children that didn't know what to do that night. And if only they had they more to do. Resources. If we had more programs for these kids to if be in, they would have never programs. gotten those three guns and then tried to carjack a, a car with a baby in it while they were right. running from the police. That would have never have happened right. if we just had more after-school programs for them. Yep. All right, here we go with your Evergreen Park word on the street. Wrapping up the 30 minutes of good brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. A big taster bar, great CBD products. See everything they have to offer at coolcloudsvapor.com or stop in and see them at 3148 West 95th Street. The Evergreen Park High School Alumni Foundation is having their 2023 golf outing that takes place on Friday, June 2nd at Coyote Run Golf Course in Flossmoor. Shotguns start at 2 p.m. and the proceeds going to scholarships for the students over at EPCHS and some other educational opportunities. If you have any questions, 708-398-1288. Thursday, get out to Yukich Field. The Farmer's Market is there. 
You're also going to get the Walk with Mayor Kelly Burke. Walk with the Mayor kicks off at 9 a.m. on the 25th of May. It's all part of her Move with the Mayor initiative. If you're looking for something to do over the holiday weekend, I got that for you. Brought to you by Sid Sauce. They grow the peppers in Evergreen Park. They make delicious hot sauces. The Mango Ate Your Baby is my favorite right now. The titles of the sauces are also awesome. And you know what? They're going to deliver to your door. Check out everything they have to offer at SidSauce.net. Friday, 9.30 p.m. start at Hart Saloon in Evergreen. Sunny and the Egg Rolls. It's blues, it's rock, it's rippin' original songs. That's what it says, rippin' original songs. And our good friends over at the American Legion are inviting you Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day, over to their location at 10 a.m. for their Memorial Day service honoring the veterans who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Of course, there'll be refreshments following the ceremony. Enjoy the week that leads into the long weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. There's also no live show this Thursday. Everything back to normal after the holiday weekend. Until then, you can catch up on everything we've done up to this point. Coming up on our five-year anniversary later on this year, it's the EP Podcast found anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park. <laughs>